0: There's power here in the name of Jesus To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain To Jesus, yes Lord, there's power in the name Jesus, we exalt you, we lift your name up here this morning Your presence, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, I just ask, Lord, that you just release your spirit in every household, Father God. Let's listen to this message, Father God. Just pour out your spirit on them, Father. Father, let them feel the presence the way that we feel it here right now. Father, I pray, Lord, that every person that is in need that you touch them, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father. Father, I pray right where they're at that no walls would be able to stand. All the walls that that they'd be trying to throw up to hear your word, Father God, would be blown up in the name of Jesus, Father God. I pray, Lord, that your word is the seed that pierces through the heart of people this morning, Father. Father, we just thank you. We glorify you, Father. We lift up our government leaders once again this week, Father God. We pray, Lord, that you pour out your spirit on them, Father that they'd have deep revelation of you, that you'd order the footsteps of the governor's father, that you'd order the footsteps of our president and that you would be glorified. We thank you for in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. Ooh, that was good. Thanks, Kirst. Just uh, thank you guys for joining us again. I know pastors... uh, uh Pastor Darren, he welcomed everybody. I just want to say it too, thank you. Uh for those of you who don't know, uh Kirstie's my wife. I get to live with that. We get to have worship at our house. It's awesome. I love her so much. She uh she takes uh, awesome care. She's like so busy with our kids. We got three kids and uh a newborn and and uh, if you didn't hear the message last week, there's like I gave the testimony of his uh, of the pregnancy during that with his birth and, uh, go check it out, uh, from last week. Um, I also just want to thank pastors. I just honor you guys for allowing me to come up here, giving me this time. Uh, God put this word on my heart back in July. And, uh, I think it was in July or maybe August that I even started, uh, talking Nah, It's probably even September that I started talking to Lynette some about it. And, um, um, it's been, it's been, uh, growing on the inside of me for some time now. So I just thank you guys. I honor you guys. You guys are amazing. Um, I was talking to, a, a guy that, uh, used to go to our church and moved away and, and, uh, and, uh, he said, man, he goes, you guys just don't know how blessed you are to have the pastors that you do. And, uh, so we are super blessed. Um, and we just honor you guys. Um, just a little quick review from last week. Um, I ain't got, I, we ain't got time obviously to go through again, but uh, I started out talking about breakthrough asking asking what uh, what breakthrough j- that you guys may need, you know whether it be in family or, or finances or or just one closer with God health wise anything like that and we talked about King Jehoshaphat in second Chronicles 20 and the three keys that uh, he used uh, in in chapter twenty that that brought about, uh, deliverance for him and, and the nation of Judah. And, and it was fasting, prayer, and worship, praise and worship. But we focused in, you know, I talked about how we had it already. We already had prayer. We already had worship. And, uh, but one thing that I didn't have in my life was fasting. So we focused in there on fasting and, and, and the, you know, a Webster Dictionary talks about abstaining from all or some kinds of food and drink, especially as a religious observance. And, and so it has to do with food and, and stuff like that. Um, and then a lot of descriptions of, of like a spiritual fast being, being, you know, denying the flesh. Um, what else I talk about? Denying the flesh, um, setting yourself apart, all this stuff, returning to your first love. And I agreed with all those, but the best way I could describe it, I talked about it being a dinner date with Jesus. And he's bringing the food from heaven, so you ain't got to worry about food because he's going to bring it. He's going to bring that manna from heaven and, uh, there's, and that there's a positioning. And I talked about Psalms 23, how, how it talks about that he, he sets the table before us even in the midst of our enemies and that we sit at this table with Jesus and we can have all this stuff going on. We might need breakthrough on all this stuff, but he sets this table for us and there's an alignment, there's a positioning that happens when we sit at this table with Jesus in prayer and fasting. And, and then I gave the testimony, as I already said, about, the, uh, about our baby Titus and, and we went on that. And one thing though that I thought about this week that I really wanted to point out this morning, coming off of last week and moving into this week, I want to tell you right now like I definitely not want to try giving you a key and to focus just on this one key. Okay, like I'm not one to talk about healing without the healer. Because if we start focusing on, on the gifts or, or focus just on the fasting, because if fasting without prayer and worship is just starving. And trust me, I've done a bunch of it. You know what I mean? I've gotten busy at work. I probably failed more fasts than I have completed. Because I got busy at work and, and things just were, you know, going on or whatever. And I wasn't focusing on my prayer and worship, you know. And I'm not saying that you can't work during a fast because you can. I said that I, I'll walk around job site praying and worshiping Jesus right there, you know. So you can. It's just a, it's a heart. It's a positioning of your heart sitting at that table with Jesus and, and, and that you're just constantly in prayer. And those hunger pangs or, you know, your, your flesh crying out is a good remembrance to stay in prayer, you know, but I'd get busy or whatever and wouldn't have that. And it's not biblical fasting without Jesus. So I want to be sure that but as we're going through this, that we proclaim Jesus through the whole thing, because without him, there's nothing. Like without him, like healing is, is unavailable. Without hand prophecy is unavailable. I talked about it before, how people will come when there's, when there's a prophet in town or whatever, which, which cool, I mean, that's awesome. But they come only when they're around and they come into our church and, they, and then they don't come when our pastors are like, our pastors have words of God every week. And those words are coming from the throne room, but we seek after gifts instead of the gifter. So, with that, there's, uh, there's many reasons why people sit down at that table with Jesus and they'll go into fasting and there's scriptural reasons. And, and I'm not gonna, um, we're gonna have them on the comments, all the scriptures, so I'm not gonna go down them, but there's humble on yourself. There's distress and grief. There's deliverance and protection. There's repentance, spiritual strength with overcoming temptation. There's power in prayer and there's one here in Ezra eight twenty-eight. There's a commentary here that I wanted to read real quick. I thought it was so good. It says, as, as the exiled Jews prepared to return to Jerusalem, Ezra called for a nationwide fast. So once again, just like Jehoshaphat, he, he proclaimed a fast amongst all the people. So did Ezra here. The purpose of the fast was threefold. First, they petitioned God to lead them in a right way. This was the guidance focus of their fast. Second, they they petitioned God to protect their little ones. This was the assistance focus of their fast. Finally, they petitioned God to guard their possessions. This was the substance focus of their fast. Fasting is repeatedly referred to throughout scripture as a sacrificial form of prayer warfare that produces results available in no other way. I love that part in that in that commentary. There's no that that it assists in, in prayer that there's no other way. There brings about something, there brings about that alignment that, that happens no other way. And then there's there is fasting biblical fasting, the uh, expression of love and worship to God. And they fast for wisdom and important decisions. And I know I didn't put all of them down. Like I gave a list to uh, Kirsty or Pastor Lynette, whichever's uh, posting them right now. But I know that there's more. I mean, Acts 27 talks about how how Paul abstained from food when they were when he was given the word of the direction that they were supposed to sail. I mean, there's a lot of them out there, and I didn't I didn't put them all out there. So there's even more. But I just wanted to give you guys some of those scriptures that you could start going and studying and, and learning about this yourself as well. Let's turn to Daniel 10. We're going to start out in verse 1. It says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. The message message was true, but the appointed time was long. AND HE UNDERSTOOD THE MESSAGE AND HAD UNDERSTANDING OF THE VISION. IN THOSE DAYS I, DANIEL, WAS MOURNING THREE FULL WEEKS. I Ate NO PLEASANT FOOD, NO MEAT OR WINE CAME INTO MY MOUTH, NOR DID I ANOINT MYSELF AT ALL, TILL THREE WHOLE WEEKS WERE FULFILLED. NOW ON THE 24TH DAY OF THE FIRST MONTH, AS I WAS BY THE, as I was by the SIDE OF THE GREAT RIVER THAT IS THE TIGRIS. I lifted my eyes and looked and behold, a certain man clothed in linen whose waist was girded with gold in ephaz or euphaz, sorry. His body was beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. Let's skip down here to verse 10 suddenly a hand touched me which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands and he said to me "O daniel man greatly beloved understand the words that i speak to you and stand upright for i have now been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me i stood trembling then he said to me do not fear daniel for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Stop right there. So, so one thing here, Daniel, he, w- he was took captive by the Babylon, by the kings of Babylon and all that stuff. And he was, he was good looking. it talks about it in chapter one, like he's was, he was good looking, wise, uh, full of wisdom, man, you know, and he would he would go and they would have dreams and he would interpret these dreams. But it, as he's in captivity, he starts crying out and he starts mourning for, for Israel and uh, for Jerusalem and he goes into this three-week fast. As it says there in verse 2, it's three weeks. Then even the, even the messenger that come talks about for 21 days the prince of Persia. Now, when I, when I got a hold to this, of this scripture, because I used to think, yeah, like, think, God, like, when we pray, like, God just rolls the demons out of the way. You know what I mean? Which he all, like, I would no doubt do I believe he's powerful enough to do it. But when I got a hold of this, that when we start praying and fasting, that there's this war, this spiritual war that starts taking place in the, in these Prince of Persia, these demonic beings, like start trying to block the messenger from coming. But it was through a, 21 days, three weeks of fasting and prayer that it took to the point that Michael, the chief, uh, the chief prince, had to come and help him. There was such a war that he even needed backup to come. But through three weeks of prayer and fasting, the backup come and and they was and they was re- going to be receiving their their uh, their breakthrough. See, Daniel was one man, just one man. He was praying and fasting. And there, there's, I think Daniel's, I really dove into Daniel here recently and, and like there, there's some cool stories in there, Daniel in the lion's den and all that, you know. But, but he was one man that he was having breakthrough for a nation. You know, it, it reminds me, uh, me and Josh Schmidt, we got to talk to, talk and pray with this kid before he went back to wisconsin this was i don't know two months ago three months ago and in a word like god just started giving us words for this for this young man and um one of the words that he gave me to tell him was that he was a man like martin luther that one man can cause a movement that it doesn't take a multitude and he was going to be going back into a place where his culture where he was that he was going to have to be that one man, and that God was going to rise him up to be that one man. You see, and there's there's many stories of that one man movement. That it takes one man. So many times we get to waiting on other people to do that. But the thing that I want to address is the power in unity. When unity, when people come together, that there's power and authority that comes together in unity. You know, like. Like the deal with uh, Ezra that I just read, she called a fast among the nation, like there was multitudes of people coming together in prayer and fasting, you know King jehoshaphat he called the, he called everybody together and there was fasting, prayer uh, and worship all together in unity. there is power in that you know and uh, and I get to thinking this week I was really thinking about breakthrough and and what happens you know in in breakthrough and and when we start pressing into that, that time, and um, what happens? Is there a relief? You know, like, like you could look at, I, th- I believe that in the dictionary, it talks about a relief, but when it happens in spiritually, like with God, like with Jesus, life comes. Like I talked about last week, you know, I had worship. I mean, I had moments in worship. I liked worshiping. My wife was worship leader still at the time. Um, but through through the journey of prayer and fasting and worshiping, life come to my worship. Like I used to lead security, and and I love the security team, and I mean they're awesome guys and everything. But I knew God was starting to change my heart because it was it was a thing that I was just loving worship. I don't care where I was doing it at, and I even told Kirsty this last week that sometimes I got I even got to step back and think. Do I even serve at church? Because, and I'm on the worship team now, but I'm like, it don't even feel like serving. It's just, it's just worship. Whether I'm in the living room, whether I'm on a street corner, we're wanting to go out and set up instruments on street corners and do worship this summer, you know? Whether we're up here, it's just worshiping the king, the one that that saved us all, the one that laid down his life. We're just worshiping him. It don't matter where we're at. My prayer life lit up. There's life in my prayer life. I love it. I love sitting down and just being quiet. I used to have to chatter because I'm like, he ain't talking to me. And I'd chatter and it felt like there's, I was hitting a wall. Now it feels like this back and forth communication. There's life in my prayer, prayer life. You know, in, in health, like we think about, we think about the breakthrough that people need in their health. There's life when, when there's issues Man, I don't know what it is, but I am spitting like crazy up here. I'm telling you what, I used to sit on the front row because one time I used to sit in all, I used, when I first started coming to church, I'm sorry, I'm on this rabbit trail, but when I first started coming to church, I'd sit in the back no matter what, and I had this bad, bad day, and I was like, man, I need some holy spit, so I started sitting up front, and that was over at the barn. and I was like, I need to get that holy anointing spit on me, you know, and I'll tell you right now, all these folks up here in these pictures, they're getting some holy anointing, boy, so... Oh man, where was I? Oh yeah. So so there's health, and when when there's issues in health, like they need, um, there's life that happens, you know, like cancer, like cancer is like cells dying. You know, like they're, they're eating each other and, and all this stuff, like bad cells and stuff. But when there's life that comes, the bad cells are gone. Like the dead cells leave and there's life that, that springs forward. This interesting study like that I just pulled up. and I don't even have this in my notes, but I just want to throw this out there because I'm looking into it more. That they're even talking about that fasting is like a natural way of stem cells because it starts reproducing the body it gives the body to break to start reproducing cells and and instead of constantly having to digest and take care of and and split off all the nutrients and all that stuff it gives it time to start to start it gives it a break just to start reproducing in itself the body so i want to study that out more so you guys can study it too but in marriages i'm telling you right now uh me and Kirsty was good fakers for a long time and five years ago our marriage, poof, it was done. But thank God that Jesus put it put it back together. And I and when I would tell you this, that there was life that happened in our marriage. There's still life there our marriage is living now. Like it it's not just this roommate thing. It's there is life that's happening. And I I say this because I keep seeing this picture of Jesus reviving his church. I keep seeing Jesus blowing in, doing CPR on his church right now. And that revival is fixing to happen because he's reviving us. He's putting life back into us. And I think about the times that we're in and that we're all needing these breakthroughs right now with COVID-19. And I can't help but think that I don't even know how many years ago, but with Exodus, the first Passover, how many years ago? Passover was just on April 8th, correct? I think started on the night of April 8th. And we're, so in this time, we're coming out of captivity. We're coming out from a lockdown right now. So, I mean, you think about the times that we're in. And that we're needing this breakthrough, and that we feel like this—that Jesus has given us a revival. Because fifty days after after uh, Passover is Pentecost, and Pentecost was was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit come, it gave life to the ministry. There was, there was healings that was happening, all this stuff, right? And and with that, I'm going to go back to the unity thing here in in Acts one fourteen it says these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the with the woman or with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. It says one accord. And then here in, in chapter two verse one it says When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. I looked up the word one accord. I looked it up in the Greek and it's a word called homothumada homo homothumaden. I practice that thing so many times I still mess it up and it says that it's an adverb from a compound of the base of these other words so I look those up homu it's a genitive case of homos the same I'm skipping over that as adverb at the same place or time together so we get that. There's unity at the same place, same time, right? This is what was so amazing and so awesome. It got me fired up thinking about it. I was sitting down in my basement. I had, boy, the Holy Spirit, whoo, whirled me. <laughs> Thumas, passion. As if breathing hard, there's a fierceness, it says. There's an indignation. So in one accord, we come together. And there's a fierceness of prayer and supplication. There's a fierceness of prayer and fasting that's happened in in scripture. There's indignation saying, I don't care what it takes, but I want you, Jesus. There's a crying out. There's a positioning that says, Lord, I'm, I'm doing everything that I can. I don't care about food. I don't care about what it takes to live down here. I'm giving it all up for you. Turn with me to Matthew 17. In verse 14. It says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often, fails, or often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus said, answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear, bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? I want to stop right there. A lot of times we get in trouble when we start asking the whys because we start questioning his authority. We start questioning his power. But throughout scripture, I've seen that the disciples went to him and asking him as a why. Why couldn't we do this? Not as questioning him or questioning the power that flows through them, but actually teach, teach me Jesus, teach me Lord. And that's exactly what happened with me in, in the testimony. Like I started going to him and I started asking him, Lord, teach me, I don't understand. I prayed and fasted for the, for the baby that we lost, but teach me father why it didn't happen. I don't question that you can raise people from the dead. I don't question that you can raise babies from the dead, but teach me Lord. So Jesus did. That's what amazes me all the time he does. And so many times we think, you gotta think that Jesus is one of the most loving, loving people, loving, lovingest person, sorry, that has ever walked the face of this earth. And so many times we see in scripture, in my mentality, I'm like, man, he's ripping them a new one. But you gotta read this in, in the fact that, that there's so much love. There's so much passion coming out of his mouth when he says this stuff. It says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So he's talking to the disciples that in Matthew chapter 10, he gave them the power and the authority to cast out demons. He gave them the power and the authority to heal the sick. And they had already went out and been doing this. They had already seen Jesus walk on water. And yet they're sitting there being talked about about their unbelief. There's one thing that I know that wasn't happening though. And that was fasting. Because in chapter nine, the Pharisees questioned Jesus. He said, you know, we all fast, but why don't your disciples? And that's where he starts talking to them about the bridegroom's here. Why do, why do they need to fast while I'm here? But there will come a time when the bridegroom goes away that the disciples will fast. And so I knew that they from that scripture, we know that they wasn't fasting in this time. And he says, however, this kind does not go out except through prayer and fasting. So I want to propose to you the thought that maybe it's just not, oh, they had such little faith or little, they had so much unbelief. But I want to propose to you with the fact that the duration, that they'd have that faith in action, the amount of time that they would pray or was they a one-stop shop? Let's pray over them, boom, they're healed, which happens. I know it happens, we've seen it happen, but there are things that takes longer prayer. I remember a story with Smith Wigglesworth that he went to a house with this little girl, sick, sick, and he asked everybody to leave because he could sense that there's unbelief. And he sat at their bedside and prayed until like four in the morning. He gets there like at dinner time and prays until like four in the morning, until Jesus Jesus showed up in the window, and the girl rose up and was completely healed. See, Jesus even prayed twice, one time. So, I'd like to propose to you to think of this was he was he talking about just that they had no faith they the faith of a mustard seed will will do much, but you ain't even got this little measly size of faith, or was it that the duration because when it comes to fasting in prayer, it takes time and there's a there's a there's a positioning that happens that happens in and there's a time that you're sitting there and you're in prayer and supplication with with jesus and and praying for these things to be healed. See, when I started thinking about, the, about that boy too, the other thing that I wanna say over in Mark, what, what, uh, Mark chapter nine, it talks about the, the same story in verse 14. And here's another thing, that even the scribes were, were questioning the disciples. You're gonna have that. If you want ridiculous faith, you're gonna have people questioning you. You're gonna have people question you about fasting. And the thing is, is like the very, think about this, the other side of this, Thomas was one of the disciples and still needed to see the the hands and feet of Jesus to believe it. Doubting Thomas. So you'll have those people, but you staying faithful might be the very thing that allows them to step into that kind of faith. See, when I started thinking about that boy, Nobody could help him. Jesus asked him over in Mark um, 9 as well that how long has he been like this? He said, since childhood. His dad told him, since childhood. Nobody could help him. I started thinking about that, and, and, and I was like, what about incurables? People talk about incurables all the time. And incurable diagnoses happen from medical field. And I understand it. I get it. Medical field does not have a cure for it. I get it. And they got to tell you the truth. And that was something that, that with, with the testimony with Titus, if you go back and listen to it, we got, we got uh, bad um, reports all the time. And we understood, hey, they just got to tell, tell us the medical facts. Like they're liable. They have to tell us this. And so I understand that the medical field has to tell us of the incurable diagnosis. I get it. But what if some of those incurables, this boy says he's demon possessed, but what if some of those incurables might not be demon possessed, but they're demon, they demonic oppression because sickness and, and stuff like that don't come from Jesus, it don't come from God. So I know that it's of the enemy. It might not be demon possession, but it is an oppression. Sickness is an oppression, you know, that you're being oppressed by. That's why you feel like you need that breakthrough. There's pressure happening. So thinking about that, see in our house, our church house here, the father of this house was diagnosed with what they call incurable. And so I started talking to Pastor Lynette about it and about this prayer and fasting like I said, back in, I think, like, September, and I was like, does that mean incurables, you know? And I started because the, this word was put on me in, in July. I was like, prayer and fasting, some things only happen through prayer and fasting. And that was my thing that that did it. When I talked about David Hogan saying, when I when I fast, the dead rise. When I don't fast, the dead don't rise no more. And I'm thinking, man, I care so much about my dinner. And somebody might be dead that need that God's ready to raise them from the dead, or somebody that I come across might have an incurable. But I worry too much about my food. So I definitely am not by any means, no means at all, thinking that. Our our father of this house is demon-possessed by no means. Not by this boy, but what I'm talking about is he he was given a diagnosis that was incurable. And this is what I see. Because what I see is, is that if we would come together and pray and fast prayer and fasting, that we might have that messenger come. Just like in Daniel, and he says, Oh, my beloved Darren. He says, since the time that you started praying, he said, I've been coming, but the princes of Persia have been, have been coming against me. And let me tell you something. He pulls out this scroll and he says, here's the manifestation of your, of your healing. He says also through the, through the manifestation, he said, there'll be a restoration of faith in your church. He said, there's going to be a healing come about in your church. There's going to be faith. There's going to be, you call them pioneers. You say you're raising them up pioneers, but they are also opportunists because when they see an incurable, there's going to be an opportunity to see the glory of God fall. Father, I just thank you for this in the name of Jesus. I get wound up about this, boys. Oh, man, where's my men at? Regulators, mount up. I'm serious. I'm serious i seen a vision. When God starts downloading the, he was downloading this into me as I was, as I was uh, driving and I seen it as Pac-Man and Pac-Man comes out of the middle and he's coming out of your guys' church and there's fire on him. And, and instead of eating up all the dots, they're leaving fire everywhere. And these little ghosts and goblins, they're trying to put out the fire and they can't put it out. This is gonna be a hub. This is gonna be a hub. For healings, there's gonna be things that happen. It was a foot on my heart, heavy, that the the handicapped places will be filled every Sunday, but not by the same person every week. They will be coming in and getting healed and leave and go out setting people on fire. Man, I'm spitting like crazy. Woo, that's holy spit. So there's a group of us that's been working on this and we wanna proclaim a fast. Man, I can't even calm down now. Whew. We want to proclaim a fast, a church wide fast. We want to come together in unity in prayer and fasting. It's gonna be a twenty one day fast. It's gonna be the Daniel fast. We're gonna go into some of that of what that includes. It's gonna start on May 8th at sundown. Which is this coming Friday. And it's going to end on Pentecost, May 29th at sundown. See, Lou Engel says, he talks about the scripture that says uh, those without uh, vision will perish, perish. And that we need to write those visions down. And Lou says the same thing with fasting. When you go into a fast, he says that you need to write down the reasons why you're fasting. So we're gonna have three things that we're giving you guys. We're gonna seek God for personal revival. And, the, and one of the reasons why we talked about this being one of the first things is because we need revival in ourselves to carry that character that it's gonna take to uphold what, what God is about to do there's gonna have to be character that happens i believe that this has been on my heart too i believe that it's not going to be a thing that any man can can say well i did that it is going to be god there's going to be no way that somebody can take the credit for it in the, in this time and that's going to be character there's going to i mean i'm telling you right now you all that's listening right now there's going to be healings There's gonna be miracle signs and wonders happening through you. There's gonna be tongues of fire coming upon you guys that you guys are gonna be speaking the gospel to people and it's gonna be changing people's lives. There's gonna be hands being laid on people and they're gonna be healed. I'm telling you right now that it's gonna take character, godly character to carry that. So we're gonna pray for that personal revival, that life to happen on the inside of you. We're gonna pray, we're gonna seek God for revival of our church We're just gonna sit at the table of Jesus and seek him. And we're gonna seek, and for number three, we're going to seek God for the full healing and restoration of Pastor Darren. We got these, uh, we were hoping that when this happened, when this happened, COVID-19 was just starting. And we were hoping that it'd all be done, that we could be meeting together and everything. And so we're gonna have these cards Given out to you guys that you guys could have and, and put in your purse or, or put on your refrigerator or keep on your desk at work or something, and and uh, you got that, Mark? Yep, there it is. So now they're going to be on the website. There'll be a link on the website that you can that you can go to, and you can print these off. Or if you want, if you can't, if you ain't got a printer reach out to uh, Kirsty and I and we will print it off for you and get with you. Um, But if you want it on just a sheet of paper, it prints out like this, okay? And there's there's three reasons why we're doing the fast. Personal revival, revival within our church, complete healing and restoration for Pastor Darren. But then there's also two more lines because I want you guys to put some of the things down on yours, or for, that you're needing breakthrough on, whether it be marriage, whether it be a health deal for you guys, whatever it is, jobs, whatever it is that you need, that you can have this, that you can be praying about this. Put this on your mirror. Print off a couple of them. Put them on your mirror, desk at work, desk at home if you're working from home right now, refrigerator, wherever, in your visor of your truck, wherever, However many you need, so that this will keep us on track with, with staying on the focus of the vision of what we're, we're praying for. The other thing, oh yeah, so you can cut cut it out, right? And it's going to be a little five by seven size card like this. You can fold it. And you can set it up on your desk or whatever that it's looking at you like that or it's smaller so it ain't going to be taken up, more room, whatever. We're just trying to uh, accommodate and assist you guys in in doing this. Um, I was just going to say something that just slipped my mind. Maybe if I think about it here in a bit. Um, The other thing, we talked about three keys with Jehoshaphat. There's prayer and fasting, right? But then there's also prayer or uh, worship and praise and worship. And we are going to, every Friday night, we're going to have a night of worship, um, and once again, we're still praying for a miracle that we can come together and worship in unity. But for now, it's, it's scheduled to be Facebook Live. And there's going to be times to or a way we're going to have a phone number that you can give words, send words to a prayer point, And we're going to have times for words. There could be people that, that are healed in this time. That are sitting on their couch, or I hope not just sitting on their couch. If they're sitting on the couch, been laid out in the spirit, cool. But they might be needing healing, and you might get a word for them, and you text it in. And when we have that break for the moment or for the prayer words, that person might get literally lit up, healed, sitting on their uh, couch. I believe it. I see this. I see it. I see it happening. Okay, whatever it is, there might be a word for uh, for somebody that just gives them breakthrough on it. And um, I'm going to do this. I've never done this before, but this word keeps coming to me. And when I just started talking about it, um, it it just burning in me. So if there's a Matthew that's listening to this, I don't know if it's your first name, middle name, but if there's a Matthew, your life is significant. I want to tell you right now that I, I feel like the Lord spoke to me and said that there's times that you sit there and you're wondering what your life is for and that your life is for him. He wants you to give your life to him because he has a massive abundance of life for you to walk out. And he wants to erase those thoughts that you have about not going on no more those thoughts of suicide, those thoughts of if anybody wouldn't wander, he's telling you right now, he sees you and he loves you. Um, so then also we want, to, um, we want to walk with you guys through this time, through the 21 days. And we're gonna have a 21 day devotion Um, of Jensen Franklin. And I haven't went through the whole thing. I've looked through it. Uh, Josh and Nicole uh, did a, um, well, I don't know who all was included, but like I know that there's multiple teachers um, of our kids that did a 21-day fast at the beginning of the year. And they went through this Jensen Franklin deal and they said it was amazing. I looked through it, it looks phenomenal. Um, I just never have. I didn't know about it, honestly, until... um, until Josh and Nicole did it, but um, we're going to have that. We're going to have we're going to have a link, or we have a link on our website for that that you can click on that, download it, and then there'll be a Facebook page as well that we're going to have um, set apart for that or for this fast. Um, it's called N3C Unite Together in Prayer and Fasting, and the reason why we're doing this is going to be a public page. Um, We're going to have those resources, these links, the 21-day fast link on there that you can go there. But also, uh, if you want, this is what it was too that I've slipped my mind. If you want, if it's going to be personal and you don't want nobody to know, cool. The, The things that you write down, that's fine. You can have all that. If there is something that you just want the small group that put this fast together to be praying with you during this time, Send it, send it privately to us. But if you wanna make it public, if you don't care, you can post those things on this Facebook page and we'll link arms with you and we'll start praying for those things with you as well. Um, but also if you're struggling with something through the fast, there, fasting ain't fun, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Um, I love it, like I, I get pumped up about it, but it's, it, I mean, it's fasting. It's intended to uh, afflict the flesh. And, and there's going to be things in your body that scream out at you. There's going to be digestion issues, man, like sometimes like crazy, like your guts hurt sometimes. And and, um, and it's just all part of the process of, of cleansing your body out of, out of the junk that you fed into it, you know. But uh, there's going to be headaches, uh, especially if you chew tobacco. Um, hey, I want to say something about that too. So... Um, if you're, if, if you're going to fast and you fast away from tobacco too, like I encourage you to find it in you and to seek that, um, that you lay that stuff down for good. I'm not one to call out, hey, you want to you wanna quit chewing? Because I chewed for many years and I was bound by it. But what I did find out is, is that, and it goes back to a saying that I heard that you can't cast out a demon that, that they like playing with. And you can't get rid of a demon that you like playing with. I'm not saying tobacco is a demon, but the, but if you like playing with tobacco, you like smoking and you like chewing more than what you love Jesus with, you ain't going to stop anyways. So don't even, don't, don't waste your $5 and throw that can away, you know? Um, I mean, find it in you through this time to learn to love Jesus more than anything. You know, because that's what it took for me. I, I finally had to lay it down when I said, I don't care what it is, what it takes. I'm going to lay it all down. It's going to be done because I don't care if it kills me because if I don't stop, it's going to kill me anyhow, you know. So, but yeah, there's uh, going to be headaches with that. Um, but yeah, we just want to, uh, We're gonna, there's going to be words of encouragement on the Facebook page and stuff like that. If you ain't got Facebook, uh, it's going to be harder to connect with you through uh, through the website, but you can still have that 21-day fast. Uh, reach out to us, how, however ways that you can. You can email, um, email us at, uh, or email the church at info at uh, n3c.tv. Um, there's going to be links on the web page and Facebook page for thing for the foods to eat on a Daniel fast. Um, I didn't know this until just like two weeks ago, but there's actually a Daniel fast diet that you can eat a lot of things that an actual Daniel fast doesn't allow. So make sure that you uh, differentiate the the difference of them um, with that. Um, Words, this is what I ask. And I don't care how close you are to uh, pastors Darren and Lynette. This is what I ask. This is not a time I'm, this wasn't on my heart to overwhelm them with 500 words from 100, 200, 300 people constantly coming in. That when they open up their email or they open up their um, their messenger, that they, I mean, it's 50 words that people are getting. So this is what I ask: that you, if you get a word for pastors please email it at info at n3c.tv. And from there, and I even talked to them about this, and this is, this is one of the reasons why they even asked for this too, because from there, they can put them together and print it. And they like to print them out so that they can continue reading on them, that they can continue standing on those words. And so, especially in Messenger, they said that those words get lost, they, you know, they go through. They can't. They don't have that way to print them out. So they would rather it come through that email info at n3c.tv, so they can print these words out and they can be praying on them and be standing on these words that that God gives you guys in this time. The other thing, if you guys fail, like I said earlier, I've failed more fast than I've probably completed. There's, I mean one one pastor i recently heard a couple months ago said i think i learn more on a failed fast than i do on a regular fast or on a successful fast because i learn of how bad i need him like how does how much my body and me need him in order to just function you know and so if you fail and you mess up just keep going just pick up right where you right where you were there's been times, especially eating out, like you gotta you gotta plan. And and this is what happens with the Daniel fast, is when you're planning of what you can eat and all this stuff um, and where you can go to eat. Um and there'll be there'll be resources on Facebook page of, of good ideas of where to eat, you know. Um but you that's the time to be praying. That's a remembrance of, of to be staying in prayer and fat, you know, prayer and uh, worship at, at, during those times and asking God even, Hey, where should I go to eat? You know? And, um, but also with these recipes, um, there's good food. There is actually good food, but remember that that's not what it's about. Like, it's not the thing of, Oh, this tastes like crap. Oh, this, Oh, I just said crap. Sorry. Um, But uh, I think everybody knows I'm raw enough by now. So it just happens. Here I am. Um, But what was I even saying now? Oh, the word crap just really blew my mind. Um, Yeah, food. So there is... um, the thing is not trying, not being so focused on the good things that we can eat and all that stuff because it's not supposed to be this big joyous thing. I mean, we're supposed to be humbling ourselves before the Lord. And if we're so focused on the good recipes, then, and and trying to find all this new stuff and complaining about the other food that ain't good, then it's defeating the purpose, you know? So, uh, I need to hit these things. I'm trying, I'm running out of time. I apologize. Uh, what a biblical fast is not, it's not a diet. Guess what? You're going to lose weight. More than likely, unless you're already skinny, you're already eating healthy and all that stuff, you're going to lose weight. The thing that I warn you about is, because is, I did it, um, when you lose that weight and you start paying attention to how much weight you're losing, it, it takes your focus. Because before I quit chewing, I was weighing 180. After I quit chewing, I weighed 200. Well, I just heard a bunch of guys say, yep, I'm not quitting chewing now. <laughs> hey, it's worth it. I'd much rather be uh, glorifying God and living than, than having some big old dip in my mouth. But, uh, but anyways, I, I dropped. When I hit 180 um, during a fast one time, I was like, hey, look at that. Then I hit 174, and I'm like, hey, look at that. But that's not what it's about. And so you're going to lose weight but just stay focused on what it's about. If you want to go on to a diet after this, cool, more power to you. You'll be set up because you already have been cleansed of like all the sugar cravings and all that stuff. It would be easy to carry on and go, go out uh, through that stuff. The other thing it's not is a way to strong arm God. It's not going to be a thing that you just force God to do something. It's a positioning. It's sitting at the table with them. It's... Um, what I've talked about last week and stuff, so, um, and it's not a way to gain favor, like, while you were still sinners, Christ died for you, like, he loves you already, like, it's not a thing of, and the other thing it's not going to do, it doesn't make you better than anybody else who who isn't fasting, so if there's some of you that's like, I don't think I can fast right now, that don't make you any less than, than, those of us who will be fasting in this time. And those of us who will be fasting, it don't make you no better than those who aren't fasting. So um, who should not fast, okay? I'm not a doctor. So you need to check with your doctor. But if you got medical reasons of why you shouldn't be fasting, don't fast. Um, With the Daniel fast, there's a lot of ways that you can improvise and, and change the Daniel fast that you could, if you wanted to be a part of it, um, you could still do that. You know, I don't know a medical doctor that tells you to go out there and drink, uh, Pepsi, um, all day long, you know what I mean? Or, or, or eating 10 Snickers a day. That was my problem when I went up to 200 pounds after I quit chewing, you know what I mean? So there you guys go. If you guys want to quit chewing, just don't go eat Snickers and drinking soda all the time. But, um, so there's, there's definitely ways that you can improvise it. So like just because you don't have, uh, you, you're like, I can't, I can't take out these certain foods because of these medical reasons, that's fine. But if you can take out one or another, like you can still improvise it and we'll help you put those things together. We'll talk to you with them. We're not no doctors. I'm repeating, I'm not a doctor. Uh, but with experience of doing it, um, we are, we have done it. Um, I'm going to skip here. Um, to children my little boy he's 9 years old he started asking questions about fasting i guess when when i was ministering and right after i ministered last week about it well at the dinner table the other night he said he wants to do it so we made up a a plan he's going to he's he's we want him to continue eating meat because in the daniel fast you can't eat meat but so with him with children i would recommend that they continue in eating meat and so he's going to fast from sugar, from artificial sugar. Uh because he's going to eat fruit, so he's still going to have getting sugar that way, but so it's artificial sugar and then and then cheese. So he's going to fast from those things, but he he's wanting to be a part of this. So that's how we, you know, took took it and 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 changed it for our boy. Another thing, eating disorders, man, I need to hurry. I'm sorry, guys. Eating disorders, um if you've had an eating disorder, you need to be very very careful with this you need to be sure that you link arms with somebody if you plan on doing i highly recommend that you don't do no water fast that if you do it that you're doing the daniel fast um and uh and you're linking arms that people can hold you accountable this is not intended to be a stumbling block for anybody that has had problems with eating disorders because i'm telling you like it can happen. I didn't have eating disorders, but I was bothered by my weight. And when it happened, I started getting this, oh yeah, hey, we do not want that to be a stumbling block for you. So please, please, please link arms if you're wanting to do it. And honestly, if you don't want to do it, that's fine because you don't feel comfortable. You don't feel in that place that you can do that because of your eating disorders that you've had. Cool. But if you want to, please be sure that you link arms with somebody, with a couple people, and people that's going to hold you accountable. Pregnant and nursing moms um, don't recommend that without like a revised plan. Neither like, um, curse like she can talk about it like we're um, on tabletop or whatever. How she's going to do her deal? Um, she'll she's going to eat me, all that stuff. You know what I mean? But there's going to be some things that she Away from with food and stuff like that, and then there's four types of fasting that I want to hit here real quick. Uh, there's complete. There's no water fa- or no water, no food, and that's talked about in Acts nine nine, Esther four fifteen through sixteen, and that should have extreme caution. You should not do that unless you've got doctors like monitoring you. Like that is it's the most dangerous, I've never attempted one, don't, like, unless God tells me to, I'm not going to attempt it neither, um, then there's a the water fast where there's just no food, you only eat water, those can be anywhere from 1 to 40 days, um, if it's an extended fast past 3 days, you need to be very careful when you break it, when you start breaking those fasts, the longest I've ever water fasted was 5 days, my blood sugar started tanking at, at the night of the 4th, I drank me a little bit of juice, it leveled it back out, and I ain't got diabetes or nothing, but it just, that's what your body was doing. Um, but when you break it, it ex- like, you can, you can die if you break a fast. If you, if you try fast in 40 days or 21 days or, you know, like long term like that, and you break it in the wrong way and you gorge yourself, you probably will end up in the hospital and you could die. So you need to learn, I'm not going into all those details because that's not the fast that we're bringing about, but I want you guys to know these little key things in case you want to try it. If you're like, oh, I'd rather go for the water fast than the downer fast, and you're going to, even even if you're doing the downer fast and you want to do like a three-day water fast or something in in the middle of a week or something, be cautious with some of the ways that you break it and that you come, that you come out of um, eating, it, uh, eating from it. Um, there's juice fasts uh, that... Didn't see it biblically, but like through through time that they've transitioned, they a lot of times on extended fasts, like liquid fasts, like a water fast, they'll, they'll recommend that you have vegetable juice or fruit juices uh, to give you more calories if you're working and going throughout the day. Then there's the Daniel fast, and that's the one that we are pro, uh, declaring, that we're proclaiming, and that's, the, that's where you only eat vegetables and fruits and whole grain, things from the earth, uh, that there's no meat, no dairy, no eggs, no sugars. Uh, uh, no even natural uh, uh, sugars like a natural, well, I shouldn't say natural sugars, there's sugars in fruit, but natural uh, sweetening like honey and stuff. And it's usually 21 days. And that's why we're going to do 21 days. So we're going to do the 21 day. We're going to end on Pentecost. We're going to end the. We're starting it with worship on Friday night. We're ending it with worship on the night of Pentecost. I think it's going to be awesome. And I want to leave you guys with this right here. If you want to see something that you've never seen, then you're going to have to go to places that you've never went. And that includes with, with God. And so I ask you now, right now, Will you come with us on this fast? I'm inviting you to join in and and come with us on this fast. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. We exalt you. We praise you. We lift your name up, Father God. We thank you for for this uh, revelation, Father. We thank you for just desiring to be with us. Just your craving to just commune with us. We thank you so much for it. We thank you that your word is living and true. We thank you that we can stand on your promises, that your promises are yes and amen, and that your mercies are new every morning. We thank you that your love is never never ending. Even when we think that you're so mad at us, Father God, that you have so much love for us, and I thank you so much for it. I thank you for you sending your son to die on the cross for us. Right now, if there's anybody out there that has never committed to Jesus, that you've never took that initial step that said, I, I wanna follow Jesus. That's exactly what he says. Come and follow me. See, we don't need to be here and you don't need to raise your hand with every head bowed, every eye closed. It just needs to be you saying, I wanna follow you, Jesus. Come and be the Lord of my life. Take take control. If that's you, just take some time and just, just set... Set yourself apart for him. I also want to invite you to reach out to us, message us or something, because I'd love to pray with you. And um, anybody here at the church would love to pray with you. So just reach out to us, write us. The other thing, if, if you have already done that and you want to rededicate your life, you're, you've fallen, you backslid in a way, um, you haven't been following God for whatever reason, made some mistakes that kind of deterred you, I want to invite you back in and to recommit your life saying, "Lord, I've messed up. I repent to you. Please take my life and and uh, do with it as you will." And he's so gracious to forgive you. So if that's you and you want prayer, reach out to us. And so Father, we just thank you, Father, for these people. We thank you, Father, for for the hearts of everybody, Father God. We thank you, Father, for for uh for all your love for us and all you do for us. And we pray blessings over everybody. We pray, Lord, that you'd bless them throughout their week, Father God, fill them with your Holy Spirit, guide their footsteps, Father God, and and open their eyes to more revelation of you, Father God. Let them hear your heartbeat in Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. Once again, uh, if you got questions, we're going to have the table talk this Wednesday. Write your questions to info at n3c.tv. And we'll get questions answered. People last week were already writing us. People's already wanting to bail off into fast and they didn't even know that we were headed this way. But um, there's a lot of questions coming out. So if you guys got questions, don't hesitate. We'll answer them on Wednesday. We'll walk through this with you. And uh, we're ready to make this a lifestyle um, for everybody here. So we just thank you guys. Love you guys. Have a good week and be blessed.